Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. TikTok wants to limit how much time some users spend on the app. We also learn what U.S. intelligence officials think about Havana Syndrome. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Thursday, March 2nd. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 stories. First up, President Biden is expected to issue the first veto of his presidency. The Senate passed a bill yesterday to revoke a Labor Department rule. The rule allows, but doesn't require, retirement fund managers to make investment decisions based on criteria like climate change. These criteria have become sensitive political and cultural touchstones, with critics calling them evidence of woke financial institutions. A two-thirds majority of Congress would be needed to override a presidential veto, which is a high bar. Number two, Ukraine celebrated surviving a brutal winter of war yesterday. President Volodymyr Zelensky praised efforts to maintain energy and heat despite Russian attacks. Ukrainians also marked their first day of spring on social media. Officials shared photos of flowers blooming and said they survived Putin's winter terror. Russian forces had hoped to use the winter season to weaponize energy and win the war in Ukraine. Moscow is now expected to refocus on their ground war. Number three is a Washington Post exclusive. U.S. intelligence agencies wrapped up a report on Havana Syndrome. You probably remember hearing about this. It's a mysterious ailment that began affecting U.S. diplomats and intelligence officers around the world in 2016. The first reported case was in Cuba's capital. It caused a range of symptoms, including memory lapses. The report found that it's very unlikely the syndrome was caused by a foreign enemy with a secret energy wave weapon. That's something many people suspected. And these findings are at odds with another expert report released last year. A big takeaway here is that while this may be the official U.S. word on the mystery, it probably won't stop the debate. Millions of Americans will get less money in food stamps this month. That's story number four. A federal pandemic food benefit, which gave more money to SNAP recipients, ended yesterday. For context here, SNAP stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. It's a program managed by the Agriculture Department. For the households affected, the cuts are expected to reduce their monthly benefits by an average of $182. That means that federal aid may only provide lower-income families with $6 per person for food each day. You can do the math there. That's a lot less than what many experts say is necessary for a healthy diet. The Center on Budget and Policy Priorities estimates that roughly 31 million people out of the 41 million enrolled in SNAP could be affected. (music) 
Number five, a major drug company is slashing what it charges for insulin. Eli Lilly announced yesterday that it's capping out-of-pocket insulin costs at $35 a month. The company is also cutting prices of its most commonly prescribed insulin drugs by 70%. This is huge news for the millions of Americans who have diabetes. Insulin is a treatment that many depend on to survive, and it can cost up to $6,000 a year or more for people without good health insurance. Number six is another exclusive story from The Post. NBA star Ja Morant, who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, was accused of punching a teen and making threats. Morant allegedly hit and flashed a gun at the boy last summer. Police records show that days earlier, a mall worker accused him of threats too. According to other records, Morant said that he punched the teen in self-defense. No charges were filed in either incident. TikTok rolled out screen time limits for teens yesterday. That's our last story today. Users identifying as younger than 18 years old will get a message when they hit 60 minutes of daily scrolling. They'll have to enter a passcode to dismiss it. The new limit probably won't have a huge impact. Teens have been known to lie about their ages to dodge features just like this. But TikTok has said that similar reminders have worked, leading users to try to take control of their screen time. You're all caught up with the news for today. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And by the way, you can listen to The 7 ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.